0: Okay, we're uh, we're back at it.
1: Many guys who aren't from Oklahoma, Bernie, you have no idea. We don't like them. It's <laughs> personal. We got a logo, too. We've been working on one for 18 years, and, and we want everybody in the country to know, with all due respect, we got a logo, too.
2: We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Colby Powell. Colby, what a what an interesting week this has been. We got some big Oklahoma State uh, football uniform news. It's been a it's been an interesting news week so far in a week that typically in May is pretty slow.
1: I love a mid-May uni drop. Uh, It keeps us from having to talk excessively about uh, softball getting swept by OU because any bedlam sweeps we want to avoid as much as possible so I'm sure we'll still have to touch on it but we don't have to center a show around it now because we've got new uniforms Carson.
2: Yeah that wasn't much fun over the weekend but uh, we are going to have Pistols Firing's resident uniform expert Justin Southwell former Oklahoma State football player himself he was on that 2011 team and Colby, I, I love uniforms. I talk about them more than most people, more than 99.9% of people, in fact. But Justin takes us to another level. He's been breaking down the uniforms really since the drop. And he, like, you know how I can remember what they wore in, like, 2011 against Kansas State, gray, black, gray? Uh, he can remember who they what they wore in, like, 2014 against – Appalachian state or whoever the heck they played in Savannah. He can remember what they wore against Savannah state. That's how good he is.
1: Yeah. I would describe him as a uniform savant. I really wonder if there's anyone across the country, other schools, you know, there are other schools that take pride in their uniforms. Um, Oregon, obviously is the one that comes to mind. I wonder if there's somebody at Oregon who is as addicted to uniforms as Justin is for Oklahoma state, because this is like his beat. He's like on the uniform beat and everybody around oklahoma state athletics knows that he's the uniform guy
2: absolutely so he's gonna hop on here in about 5-10 minutes and we'll get his thoughts i kind of asked him to provide kind of his top 5 to 10 observations that he had with the changes and everything and colby i want to get your thoughts too on the uniforms just as a whole but first let's hear from chris's university spirit your one-stop cowboy shop be sure to shop at chrissuniversityspirit.com. And I'm hearing the the new jerseys and uniforms will be in stores this summer, right around June, June, maybe July that time. So be sure to stop by Chris's and get the uh, the new jerseys. But Colby, uh, just overall, what did you think? I, I loved how they kind of, um, in my opinion, the, the 88 throwbacks they wore with Corndog and Tyron Wallace were such a hit. It was They looked so good that I think they decided, you know what, let's – let's kind of go the other way with uniform instead of wild and crazy Oregon or Maryland. Let's, let's kind of, you know, simplify to make it look more classic. What was your take on the unis?
1: Yeah. The homecoming with, with corn dog that year, um, it was so massive that I think it really changed the way the university, the fan base, the the program, I think it changed the way everybody looked at uniforms where It's not always trying to be the latest, greatest, craziest uniform and trying to match Oregon and everything that they're doing week in, week out. The simplistic look for Oklahoma State, because the colors are so elite, I mean, orange, black, and white, and the exact shade of orange that it is, the color scheme for Oklahoma State is elite. Some of those throwbacks are elite, and when you can mix those three colors just right, you don't need all the barbed wire and the badge and all this crazy stuff going on, because the colors and the design will speak for itself. It's, it's a perfect blend of throwback nostalgia with a modern flair to it, kind of the font on it. You're still going to have all the cool helmets. Uh, They're still going to have Patriot Pete, it looks like. Still going to have Curse of Cowboys, which is a big one. I know some people were probably worried about that. Curse of Cowboys, based on the pictures, is still going to be around. They're going to be able to do a lot of mix and matching, but it's going to be more simple. And I know that some people are going to mourn the loss of the gray. The grays, while I didn't hate them, were my least favorite of of the the past era of uniforms. Uh, So I'm not just too sad to see those go. So, uh, yeah, I think it was an absolute home run.
2: Yeah, I do too. Um, you can see pictures of the new unis on pistols firing. Ollie Gordon was the model, which a great pick for, for Oklahoma State with him kind of being one of the leaders of the team. Uh, I I, re- I reiterate everything you said. I, I just think it looks so clean, so good, and, and what I love that the subtle difference is putting Oklahoma State on the chest. Um, they've had little to nothing on the chest throughout the years. They've had cowboys very small at times. And for me, it's the font of the Oklahoma State. It, it calls back to me the Desmond and Doug, uh, Desmond and Doug era basketball. This is kind of a, a forgotten uniform. They obviously wore the Curse of Cowboys, we all know and remember. But one of their jerseys on the road, their black jersey, said Oklahoma State in a very kind of westerny font that kind of mimicked the numbers they used to have back then. And I always loved that. And this kind of mimics that a little bit. It's not quite as western as those, but I, I love the font. And you mentioned the the death of the grays, and i I liked the pants. I thought they were a nice little switch up to do certain combinations. But I'm with you that the jersey and the helmet just never never worked in gray. And the fact is, the gray was taking up the gray jersey was taking up a home look. They couldn't wear it on the road, so it really didn't serve a whole lot of purpose. So I'm not sad to see the gray go. And there's some other tweaks I'm sure Justin will get into as well, but it to me, Colby, it kind of illustrates where uniforms are going now. I kind of liken this to the NFL. Like every time the Miami Dolphins wear their throwbacks, they are infinitely better uniforms than their current uniforms. I think of the Philadelphia Eagles who are now going to be wearing their old school green that everyone loves, and their old school uniforms that's so much better. The Broncos. There's six or seven teams in the NFL that are realizing their classic looks, which are simplified and not as zany that you mentioned with the barbed wire and and all those things, They've kind, those have kind of run their course. Like when the Broncos switched with Elway from their traditional Orange Crush uniforms to what they've been wearing for the last 20 years, it was cool. It was new and it was cool and it was innovative and it was different, but it's kind of... Now that we t- now that we've had them for so long, it's like wow. I wish they just kind of wore their original uniforms. And I think we're starting to see that with college football as well. So many teams are going to throwback looks and just simple classic looks. I just think through that the NFL and the college, this is the way to go, and OSU is certainly doing that.
1: Yeah, I I think, Carson, we went through an era of uniform experimentation across the country where schools were doing weird stuff. Uh, You know, we still see some of it where, um, you know, TCU has red in their frog. And uh, what's another one? Baylor sometimes does like some really weird highlighter type stuff. And I feel like we're going through all this uniform experimentation to see what is new that we do like and what is new that we don't like. And I think that mostly fan bases programs are starting to settle on okay some of the modern stuff is good some of this is just goofy and we experimented and we tried this crazy new look and yeah that was kind of fun for a year or two but now we we look like fools out there let's dial this back a little bit get a little more traditional while keeping a modern flair and i I really just think that oklahoma state has been at the forefront Of the uniform game, Uh, I mean, there's only a handful of other schools nationally who I think have done it as well as Oklahoma State has done it, especially whenever you consider uh, Oklahoma State is not one of these blue bloods that everybody is already turning heads anyway to see what you're wearing, all that stuff. Oklahoma State had the ability to experiment. They did. Uh, I think they did some really good things with the experimentation. But I think this next era of uniforms is going to be my favorite that they've worn in quite a long time.
2: Oh, I do too. And, uh, I think Justin's about to hop on with us. He's going to provide seven observations. And, um, you know, you mentioned
1: Southwell seven,
2: what's that? The
1: Southwell seven,
2: the Southwell seven. Look at that branding. I love it. But, um, no, and, and there's some, there's a bit of news and notes in here too, which we can get to with, with Justin as well. But, uh, it's interesting. Just the, the minor tweaks they've had, the Jersey numbers, uh, will include on the shoulders for the first time since 2005, the orange jersey will feature numbers trimmed in black. The black jersey features white numbers trimmed in orange. And one of the biggest additions that I think is on Justin's list is two different white jerseys, Colby. This is going to make life a lot more difficult for us uh, doing our uniform predictions. It was already tough with all the helmets and everything. And uh, now we got got two, two white jerseys to choose from. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, when they go on the road, I mean, that was kind of the layup and now we're going to have to hit that one as well. So, uh, yeah, our our uniform guessing will be a little tougher on the road, but I like the way that they're going to have two different whites, uh, be able to mix the, the numbering up with, with kind of the way they, uh, outline the numbers. It's going to be a cool look. Justin's with us now, Justin, it is uniform season. My man, I know you've been living for this day.
0: You know, it, this is. All I could ever ask for, really. Uh, It's, I think, National Justin Southwell Day is what somebody has dubbed it as. And um, it happens about once every five years. Sometimes there's a little delay because of a global pandemic, but we made it.
2: We did, Justin. And, you know, you tweeted that you wish you had another year of eligibility. I saw Tom Hutton did the (laughs) same. You know, for the listeners that, that may not be familiar with you, you were on the Oklahoma State team. Was your last year 2011 or 2012?
0: It was the 2011 season. That last game was in 2012 with the fiesta bowl but that's right uh, i had that i i I think i do have another year of eligibility technically you know Uh, obviously not consecutive i uh i decided to go out on top you know whedon and blackman they were moving on i thought it was my time to go too
2: yeah that was a that was a good choice but you know when you were on the team you know you had access to all the uniforms and everything obviously 2011 was a huge year uniform wise because they debuted the new ones just where did you kind of get your love for uniforms? Were you just kind of like me? where you always kind of watched sports and, and thought more about it than most kids? And then what was it like kind of being in the locker room having access to all the all the cool stuff?
0: Yeah, definitely. I've uh that was kind of I don't even know, like just getting introduced to football. I was probably more centered around the NFL and seeing all the different uh uniforms with that. So I started really paying attention I would want to say maybe in 1995 and at that time two new franchises were coming up with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Carolina Panthers. I decided that I like the Jaguars because the Westmore Jaguars are in my backyard. That's where I went to high school. Um, So I, I kind of started observing like looking at the uniforms and getting into it that way. Of course. Westmore, I think that they had some of the best uniforms back in the day day as well. Um, I loved whenever we made the switch from red jerseys to black. And that was kind of in my mind for, I'm going to make it Oklahoma State. I'm going to convince Coach Gundy that we need to bring in some black uniforms. I didn't have to say anything. And 2009, we get to see them for the first time against Colorado. So it was perfect timing.
1: Yeah, and that Colorado game started so great. Um, so, yeah, that was a good debut. For them.
2: <laughs> hey, Weedon the Blackman emerged that night. It wasn't all bad.
1: The Colorado game ended very well. I remember I was in the stadium that night. Uh, it ended up being a great night. I described you before you came on, Justin, as a uniform savant. And I asked the question, is there anyone nationally doing for another university what you're doing for Oklahoma State, where you are the uniform guy. Everyone identifies you as the uniform guy. I'm reading through the blogs on Pistols Firing this morning. They they shouted you out. We've got you on. You're on Twitter talking to the entire fan base. Everybody knows you're the uniform guy. Do you know, is there anybody nationally, is there anybody at Oregon or Texas Tech or Baylor, anybody that tracks uniforms like you do?
0: Man, I hope so. I hope I'm not the only one. I don't, I don't want to be that unique. Surely there's somebody out there who obsesses over Oregon uniforms and knows every combination that they've worn since, you know, 2011 or something like that, like <laughs> I have. But uh, I don't know. I know that Carson is a big into uniforms, so I can only speak for the people that I kind of interact with, at least on social media. Um, I'd love to, if there, are, if there is anybody out there like that for Oregon or, you know, whoever else out there, I don't, it can be anybody. It could even be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Penn state. That's, that's a kind of a joke. You're you're, you're on the house. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't do anything there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd love to, you know, kind of connect with you guys and talk about uniforms. Why not?
2: Yeah. I mean, I certainly defer to you, Justin, before you came on, I was saying, you know, I can remember some of those big games in 2011, what they wore, but like you can remember who, what they wore against like Savannah state. So I'm, I'm glad we have you on. And, and I do want you to plug your, your podcast when we get through you know, your observations, let's get to those first. You know, you had, you provided uh, kind of seven observations for us. I I provided just a few, but yours are certainly better and, and more in depth. What was um what was your number one uh, observation you wanted to get into?
0: Well, the first thing that popped out immediately was the return of that Northwestern triple stripe on the shoulders. Um, it has been really a staple. I think Carson, you pointed it out on Twitter. It was like this is like Oklahoma State's football tradition. It just hasn't really been expressed that way I don't think but Bob Venomore was wearing it back in 45 we lost it for a little bit came back saw it re-emerge in the mid to late 80s and it lasted all the way through until 2005 um, we dropped off a little bit with some of the more modern templates and then brought it back so I'm so glad it's back and really it looks like Nike had a little bit of extra time to perfect it We saw it in 2018 for homecoming against Texas, but the stripes didn't look quite right. Like they were a little bit too thin. I'm glad they took their time. They figured out the perfect width for it. And I love it. Nobody does it quite like Oklahoma state. Uh, You know, they've got a couple of other teams out there like Auburn. I mentioned Northwestern uh, BYU. There's probably, you know, a couple of other ones out there, but really Oklahoma state's, orange and black it's it's uh it is oklahoma state that is that's what i think of now when i think of oklahoma state football that stripe
1: yeah there are some other schools that do it but there aren't any who do it as well as oklahoma state does it and and that's what i told carson earlier just the color scheme that oklahoma state has the perfect shade of orange black and white it, it just all works perfectly together. Sorry, Northwestern, you're, you're purple and silver. Sorry, Auburn, you're navy and you're kind of a little bit deeper shade of orange. It just doesn't look as good. It just doesn't, Justin.
0: I agree. Uh, Missouri might be pretty close. They they have the black and gold, um, but their, their stripes are a little bit more. Uh, I guess they're like the, the colors are inverted. So their black uniforms. They have, it, it predominantly features the gold stripe, whereas ours, uh, it looks like it has the white stripe. So,
2: well, Missouri doesn't even know what color they are. I mean, I'm I'm tired of seeing people on on Twitter from Missouri saying that OSU copied their uniforms. Guys, you were wearing that puke, ugly gold that was like mustard, you know, mustard brown uh, color. They don't even know what color they are, let alone what uniforms they want to wear. They get out of here, Missouri, with your giant block. M. <laughs> I'm so tired of Missouri fans thinking they know football or uniforms. Sorry, I digress.
0: No, that's good. I think also. Missouri kind of overdoes it with the with the rest of their uniform on the stripes. Like, they've got some wild-looking stripes on their pants. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that Oklahoma State chose to go with no stripes. So I think it gives us better options to mix, mix and match uh, with the different colors. Um, you kind of lose a little bit of the integrity of the uniform whenever your stripes mismatch all over the place.
2: Yeah, that's true. And, and the second one you had on your observation was the the basic numbers. And I, that's what was so kind of, you know, we were all so excited in 2011, obviously, Justin, you know, to have black jerseys full time, adding more black to the color scheme in general, but kind of the underrated part of those was how simple they were, that not only just the numbers yeah. that they're kind of doing, but the striping was pretty subtle. And I just think sometimes subtlety goes a long way. And I think the the return to basic numbers was something you were a big fan of.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of needed the barbed wire font because there wasn't anything predominantly saying Oklahoma state or Cowboys on the last set of uniforms. The way to differentiate ourselves was that unique font. I just kind of got tired of it after seeing <laughs> it for, you know, what was it? Seven years. Uh,
2: yeah. so
0: I'm glad that we're back to just the regular font. We don't see any, uh, barbed wire. It doesn't, completely match with the the current font and thank goodness they're not like the digital alarm clock style font (laughs) i hated those (laughs) we are you know we look classic this is just the a classic a modern version of a classic football uniform uh i like that we have the differentiated it it is a modern font across the chest for oklahoma state Um, but i'm so glad that they didn't choose to have the numbers in that same style of font because it would have been over the top
1: yeah, I agree. That's solid. What else you got on the Southwell Seven is what I'm calling your list.
0: <laughs> uh, number three, I had the black jerseys featuring white numbers again for the first time since 2010.
2: It just looks better, doesn't it, Justin? Just it just pops. I, I kind of liken it to you know my other favorite teams, Florida State. They kind of went to gold numbers the last few years and away from their white numerals, and they've just switched back, kind of like Oklahoma State, going with a more classic look with white numerals. And gosh, it it makes a world of difference. Does it
0: not? I Yeah, I think it does. Uh, I'm really a fan of both of them. I like the, especially whenever we were able to wear the combo black, black, orange. I love whenever the pants mm. match the numbers. But this opens it up, like for another one of my favorite combos now, is white black white and it's going to look that much better with the white numbers i think so i love that it's uh high contrast really bold sticks out uh it kind of matches what we have with our basketball uniforms for the the throwbacks on those and uh I, yeah i think it looks great
1: yeah i love the uh the black with the white numbers it's the orange is as good as an accent color as it is as a dominant color and i think the new black jerseys with the white numbers uh kind of show that what you got next
0: yeah, how about two white jerseys? Um this is huge because how many times do we have over the last few years where it was like, man, this this combo would look so much better if we had orange numbers or if we had black numbers. Like you kind of go back and forth and not know exactly. Now we don't have to worry about that. Like faith in the equipment group, Justin Williams is going to put together the best-looking uniform on the field every single week now because we don't have to worry about the numbers being like mismatching the pants or whatever the case is
2: yeah like that's obviously something you and I and everyone that that follows the unis and we're doing our picks that was frustrating right when you wanted to wear the orange pants and the numbers didn't match my my question is and and I do think this is probably the biggest change overall when you're looking at you know what an entire uniform look will look on game day but you know the They they got rid of the gray jerseys, Justin. And and help me understand, Colby and I, we've always kind of debated, like they couldn't wear gray on the road, which we knew. Since they got rid of the gray jersey, is that how they're able to have two white jerseys themselves? Is that kind of the way it's working?
0: Yeah, that was my understanding of it. I think back in the day, Oregon got to have like five or six different jerseys, and I think people were like, all right, we need to pump the brakes on this. And I think from that point on, Nike was like, we're going to limit it to four per university. If you you have the option to go up to four, if you want. And a lot of people, they, they don't need that. You know, Alabama's Penn state, Texas, like y'all need the extra Jersey. So uh, Oklahoma state though, why not take advantage of it? You know, why not get the gray? Um, We've seen like Texas tech, they'll kind of use theirs for throwback looking uniforms. So it just makes sense. Like if we're going to scrap the gray, let's not waste our, You know, second alternate jersey, let's just have a white jersey with black numbers and a white jersey with orange numbers. And it gives you, like I said, I think in uh, last season when we played Kansas, for example, we wore white, white, orange. It's a great classic combo, but it just doesn't look as good when you have black numbers. So I'm glad that we're going back to kind of have an orange for the primary, black as an alternate. And, you know, it's going to look great either way now.
2: Yeah, it's it's certainly good to have options, and I think that's a, a much needed change, certainly on on the road because you can only wear white on the road. So, uh, numbers uh, five, I think four and five are probably the two kind of medius changes, the most the biggest changes. There's there's no pants or stripes, or there's no stripes on the pants, Justin. And I think if I had one minor critique, it might be that the pants are just a little too plain, but. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling maybe that would have been too much striping with the helmet and the sleeve so I kind of was willing to look past it. What what say you on the decision with, you know, plain pants?
0: Yeah, right there with you. Um you're kind of stuck with whatever is on the the pants stripe based on the fabric. So, you know, if you if you get a pair of white pants with an orange stripe, then it's not going to look as good with the black uniforms. Uh, so I understand wanting to go plain and having the options to, to mix and match. I love it. And, and the fact that you, you, I think you nailed it as far as like having too many stripes, like some teams can kind of pull it off. They have stripes on the helmet and on the Jersey and on the pants, but really it's kind of like one of those things that maybe it looks better just on the pants and the Jersey or just the Jersey and the helmet, but not all three articles. So like we, we think of like back in the 80s with Barry Sanders, jersey and pants, that's enough. We don't need the helmet stripe, so plain helmets. Um, we're kind of doing the opposite look here. Stripes on the helmet, stripes on the jerseys, and, and nothing on the pants, which I think also looks really clean. And then you have the option always to go back and alter the stripe on the helmet however you want to fit. Uh, you can completely omit the stripe on the helmet if you want to make it more of a classic look, so...
2: I kind of liked Cowboys on the pant leg. Is that, is that too busy?
0: I don't think it's busy, but I think that there were, that was like a big knock on the last set. Cause it was, yeah it was reflective on every single one of the pants and, and people were thinking, well, how cool would it be if Cowboys was written in white on the orange pants or, or in black <laughs> yeah. on the orange pants? You can't or, win. Yeah,
2: I get it. Yeah. That's so true.
0: it's like, might as well just make it plain. Uh, <laughs> and then that way you can just, it, it's, the pants aren't as big of a uh, uniform staple anyway. I think a lot of people are going to be focused on the jersey on that Northwestern stripe. Uh, pants are, are kind of going to be an afterthought.
1: Yeah, um, I think pants mostly are an afterthought. I, I think the the helmet and the jersey are what you have to nail. I like the clean pants look because kind of like y'all were saying too much striping can get a little carried away from you. I I like the clean plant pants. Uh, I have no complaints about the pants.
2: What what uh and number six and seven are are obviously huge items too and I think Colby, I want to get your thoughts on this as well but Justin the the helmet logos they kind of hinted at what what will stay I mean thank goodness Curse of Cowboys looks like it's here to stay that's been a huge hit it's something that I've said for many many years kind of like, kind of like how you always wanted OSU to wear black jerseys I was right there with you uh, I remember mm-hmm. the old school press box at Lewis Field had a black helmet on it, and I look up at and going why didn't they just wear that <laughs> yeah and I I thought the same thing about the curse of cowboys jerseys from the Desmond and Dug eras. Like this is a great logo. Where is it? Why did it just go away? Just out of, seemingly out of nowhere. It's back. It's a focal point of the helmet. Uh, Patriot Pete, which we all have grown to like, is probably the best P- uh, pistol Pete logo. But Justin, I think I think helmet logos where it gets divisive. I was riling people up on the on the uh, the chamber on pistols firing blogs uh, forums. Uh, not a big fan of scary Pete, but uh, the helmet logos they kind of gave us some hints, didn't they?
0: yeah we got a glimpse into a, a couple of different options so um they're they're keeping it as basic as possible not trying to i think spoil all the uniform combos that we're gonna get to wake up and see first thing on you know saturday morning or whatever the case is but um one of the Petes, uh full pete he'll stick around patriot pete i guess um the cursive cowboys that like that was prominent and all the uh all the different uniforms and then obviously the, the brand. So what I love about it is uh, especially like we mentioned with the black jerseys featuring white numbers again, that curse of Cowboys on black, that, that the Cowboys is in white. Um, So, you know, you compare that with a, a black or a white face mask. I think it'll look great with a, a number of combos that we'll have. And um, as far as the brand goes, obviously the orange brand is going to be predominantly featured, but, why not mix it up every once in a while, have a white brand or a black brand and, and thrown in the mix as well.
1: Yeah. I think that they had to keep the curse of Cowboys uh, to avoid a riot. I think the fan base would have rioted. <laughs> yeah. If the curse of Cowboys had gone away.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that for sure. Um, another point uh, that we can kind of touch on as far as the helmets go, like how many times do we have in the past where we were looking at homecoming uniforms saying all oh, these helmets are awesome but they just don't work as well with this modern template. Yes, And, and now it's kind of like we have kind of a classic looking template. And I feel like any of the homecoming helmets that we've worn in the past would look great with this template as well as like anything that we could potentially wear in the future.
2: Oh, it's going to look great. I mean, I'm thinking the uh the matte black helmet with the old school white brand on it. I mean, just the, the possibilities. You know, they've done such an amazing job with that. It was just, I'm I'm with you, it was kind of frustrating when, you know, Mason Rudolph's wearing this great throwback, you know, helmet with, you know, very modern technology uniform, just kind of looked off. And I think this will, it's going to look like Bob Fenimore's out there running around.
0: Yeah, beautiful compromise, I think, just having that modern classic uniform, you can pair it with anything without having to, you know, spend the extra money on a full throwback uniform every single year.
2: And last but not least, uh, Justin, I'm curious to get your t- your take on the very divisive gray elements to the uniforms, whether it's jerseys, uh, helmets, or or pants. People loved them or they hated them, and uh, you had to dispel some 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 false narratives out there about our uh, Oklahoma State's record in them. But but first, just your thoughts on the, no more gray. I I kind of liked the addition at first. It it technically is a school color if you go deep into the uh, the archives, but. No more
0: gray. What's your thoughts? No more gray. Uh, Initial thought was that's okay. Because what we're seeing now is, like like we mentioned before, an extra white jersey is thrown into the mix. I think you have way more combinations that are possible with that rather than a gray jersey uh, that we might see once a year, a pair of gray pants we might see once or twice a year. We haven't seen a gray helmet since 2015, I didn't think it was going to come back. So – I mean, what are we really missing with the gray? Not much, you know, Uh, we're going to be able to add a lot more with the alternate white Jersey. Uh, I think that Oklahoma state trying to establish itself, like reemphasize that brand being orange, black, and white. It can't hurt. Uh, I I think that gray it's, it's kind of going to mark just an era of Oklahoma state football. You're going to look back and you know, the future, you're going to look back on this era and just say, Man, that was a cool logo that we had with with uh, Phantom Pete. We had some gray thrown in the mix, and that marks some of the best teams that we've seen up till now in school history. So I think that it's cool that we have that kind of as like a, a differentiator at, at, to an extent. But I think it's time to move on and just truly embrace the orange, black, and white of Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm fine with having no gray, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I agree. I will not mourn the loss of the grays. They were fine. That's, that's how I would describe them. They were very much fine, but that's not really how it works at oklahoma state elite uniforms only
0: <laughs> yeah and i well I'm, and the other point was like uh i guess for the gray jerseys it was kind of like in 2011 we got to wear them for the first time it was like the very first game but we came out and there were it was like 112 degrees out there and you just saw the sweat boxes on them. it was like kind of <laughs> weird looking deal people were complaining because they couldn't see the numbers they were orange on gray it just wasn't enough contrast we fixed it in 2012 by putting the the black numbers on it. You still had the problem with the sweat box, but <laughs> black on gray looked a lot better. For whatever reason, when we did the rebrand in 2016, we came back out and saw the orange numbers again. So I didn't understand that one at all. Um, I, I just I, I kind of shrugged my shoulders like, what are we really missing here? I, t- I, just, I don't think it's that much. Even whenever we wore the gray pants, they still kind of looked like, white in a lot of cases, like especially during day games, it was like just a little bit darker of a shade of white. Uh, I'm thinking of like especially games against Iowa State during the day in Ames, it just kind of looked like, okay, those look like off-white pants like they just didn't get cleaned or something. So <laughs> like I said, we're gonna I think be more than happy with seeing just the total number of combinations that can come out with the two different away jerseys um mixing it up with orange, black and white. One of the big
2: talking points on social media has been, you know, the 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 N seven, the uh turquoise <laughs> that they've worn in basketball. Uh you've developed some concepts already for football. Is there you're pretty tight with Justin Williams, the equipment manager at Oklahoma State. I mean, uh is that something we could see? A, a turquoise football uniform with the olds just Would they just exit the stadium as soon as they saw him and said, this is not my Oklahoma state and just go home or what, what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah. If there's anything more polarizing than gray, I guess it's the N (laughs) seven turquoise. I cannot believe just the, the response I've gotten on it. Um, I'm just over here just putting it out just to see what it would look like, but I was not expecting the reactions. It's, you know, you either love it or hate it. There's nothing in between. I'm just all alone here, kind of in between. Like, ah, I'd be all right, but whatever. I'm not expecting to see it kind of thing. Um, I, Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would want to see it <laughs> necessarily. But <laughs> like I said, I don't love it. I don't hate it. But that's not the way it works with the fan base. So I feel like, you know, to your point, Carson, if we did run out there, you know, uh, maybe some people in the student section will stick around. But a lot <laughs> of the people that pay good money to see Oklahoma State play football – they're probably not going to want to, want to see that game.
2: What do you think about the turquoise Colby? Would you, would you be with the olds? Would you just exit?
1: Oh, I don't know that I'd exit, but I might be a little bit with the olds. I don't know that I need to see turquoise on the football field. (laughs) The thing about basketball, you've got what? 35 tries basketball. Yeah. Let's run out the turquoise for a non-conference game. That's fun. It's cool. It's different. Uh, We've got 34 more of these, man.
2: Yeah.
1: 12 football games, 6 of them at home. I I don't know that I have room for the turquoise.
0: Yeah. yeah I think a lot of people feel that way about the gray also. You know, it's kind of like why we're wasting one of our games seeing a, a gray jersey. This doesn't look like Oklahoma State to me. And I understand that argument. Um and I I feel like it would be that much louder of a uh, response if we were to trot out in turquoise.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with that. All right, Justin, you've seen the photos. I want to ask you this question, then I want you to plug kind of your podcast you do with uh, Mr. Potoba and everybody. Uh, based on the photos, what combination are you looking forward to most or if you can create your own that's not on the photos as well. but what with the new look, what are you kind of looking forward to seeing them wearing the most?
0: Yeah, this is probably the toughest question. I don't even know if I can answer it to be, to be honest, like <laughs> uh, I, I would say. Initially, what I want to see, I'm probably going to get to see Week One, which is white, orange, white, just the classic look. Um, I just think that's going to look so sweet. I don't know what it is about all the different combos that we've had over the years, but the the lack of seeing white, orange, white, especially against like Big 12 opponents, makes me want it that much more. I just kind of, I kind of miss it. Um, I'm I'm here for the all black. I'm here for the all white. Like all of those are going to look great. Uh, one of the combos that we saw was all black in the photos, but it was always paired with the Patriot Pete helmet. And I am very much looking forward to seeing that one with the Curse of Cowboys. Oof.
2: yes, I think I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you. I just see, I'm the opposite, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you with the white, orange, white. It's gone, it's almost gone underutilized now, even though that's what they wore for a hundred years. Yeah, but just give me Colby black black orange any any combination of black and orange solid throughout i'm i'm game i can so you you throw all white at me on the road maybe
0: I, i was kind of talking with batoba about this too like black black orange has kind of been like our number one combo for a long time and to be honest i think it might take a little bit of a hit now that it has white numbers yeah because it paired so well with the orange pants i don't think it'll look as good now but like i said yeah, I think it's a great trade-off to be able to have all black, or to have white, black, white, black, black, white, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, even white, black, black. I mean, we've worn that a couple of times, and uh, that was featured pretty heavily in the early '90s. So I, I would, I'd love to see like an updated, a modernized version of black Saturday uniforms. That'd be, that'd be really cool. You know? I still
1: like the, uh, the all whites, the icy whites on the road. Now you've got a couple different jerseys you can match with different helmets. I hope at some point we see the all whites.
0: Yeah, oh, we're definitely going to see all whites, and that's the great thing. Like I said, and, you know, you got the orange numbers, you got the black numbers, so we will probably get to see all white uh, multiple times this season. Now, I got to say, I got to, I got to call it out, Colby. I, I can't call it icy white anymore. I don't think we should. It, there's no chrome in it. I think if you want to have <laughs> icy, true. it has to have chrome. Uh, I don't know what we're going to have to come up with a different term now. It's just it's clean, it's fresh, it's got you know a snow aspect to you. Can use the snow snow emojis if you want. <laughs> but uh with the the ice the thing that said it icy was the chrome in my opinion so i don't know if yeah. we can call it icy anymore
1: yeah it might just be the snow whites now yeah that's yeah. Uh, a good call i didn't think about no chrome
0: yeah that's
2: true well justin tell us how to uh, we can listen to your podcast and for all the folks out there for oklahoma state they can how do they listen what is it and to tell us more about it and how to follow you
0: yeah so i'm on the uh, believe in ok state podcast uh, believe is a just a network of podcasts that feature different teams usually what they have is where they will have a a former athlete and then a host a co-host so they reached out to batoba batoba was like be happy to do it but i'm going to need to bring in my boys south (laughs) so we have eve batoba myself and then our host is megan robinson who's been with oklahoma state for the past couple of years has done some great work with espn and is working with Oklahoma State now with OS inside OSU OSU Max. She's all over the place, uh, just really putting in some great work. So we try to give our uh, you know takes on what's going on as far as uh, what, what's going on in the realm of Oklahoma State. Try to keep it a relatively shorter podcast so we can supplement the other podcasts that are out there because we know that there's a ton of passionate Oklahoma State fans and and we've got like. The Pistols Firing podcast feels like 45. There's a few other ones, and it's kind of like, we don't really want to compete with you guys. We want to supplement on top of what you guys are already doing and just give that much more Oklahoma State info out there for everybody that wants to listen.
2: Yeah, I love it. I mean, everyone's got something to offer, right, Colby?
1: Absolutely, yep. That's fantastic. Y'all go listen to uh, Justin and his crew. They do a great job. We appreciate you joining us, breaking down the uniforms. It'll be fun when the season gets underway and we get to see some of the new combinations.
2: Thanks Justin. Can't,
0: can't wait. Thanks for having me on guys.
2: Yep. Appreciate it. We'll be uh, checking in with you when it's uni prediction time. I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah. And that's another point y'all. If you're going to have uni predictions, you don't get the free space anymore for white. You got to pick which white.
2: <laughs> no, we just, we need you to keep tweeting at the day before to help us with our picks. I think you helped me uh, get a few right last year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's just getting tougher on us. Uh, they're, they're making it <laughs> tough on us these days.
2: That's true. Hey Justin, really appreciate the time and uh, keep up the great work, man.
0: Y'all take care. Thank you.
2: All right, that's Justin Southwell, uniform uh, – what would you call him, Colby? A savant?
1: Uniform savant, yes. Uniform he, savant. Uh, he just – he has this memory bank. It's – um,
2: It's I impressive.
1: Guess I know I'm <laughs> some things, but, yeah, I, I can't remember uniforms that way. It's very impressive.
2: Yeah, that's great stuff. No, I'm I'm really excited. I think they look great, and I uh, can't wait to see which combinations they go with. Um, you ready for bullets and BBs?
1: Oh, I'm so ready for bullets and BBs. I'll get it started because I actually have two bullets that I want to give out today. First one's going to Nolan – I'm not sure if you saw what Nolan Schubert did on Sunday. Oklahoma State uh, playing East Tennessee State over the weekend. Nolan Schubert, three plate appearances, three for three, three home runs, Two of those were Grand Slams. He had 10 RBIs. He tied uh, several school records. He tied the Oklahoma State record for home runs in a game with three. 18th time in program history that that's been done, and he's the 14th different Cowboy to do it. He tied the Oklahoma State record for RBIs in a game, uh, now shares the record with Jason Heath, who did it against Kansas State in 1993, and he tied the Big 12 Conference record for Grand Slams in a game with those two. Uh, They said on the radio broadcast after the game, I think Josh said it, that – He was working with Robin Ventura in the cages before the game, just working on kind of some fundamental type stuff. Goes out three for three, three home runs, two grand slams, 10 RBIs, He's a true freshman, Carson. He is the real deal. Um, Man, I I hope that he's in Stillwater for several years because he is an elite hitter. He's a guy you have to fear. His second Grand Slam was a walk-off in the bottom of the seventh. Oklahoma State was up 16-7, to so if you get that 10-run lead through seven, uh, you've got the run rule. They had loaded the bases, so they had to pitch to him. They didn't want to pitch to him, but they had to pitch to him, and he went yard for a walk-off Grand Slam in the seventh. Uh, Pretty epic performance from Nolan Schubert.
2: (laughs) Man, that's that's some pretty gaudy numbers. Two grand slams, 10 RBI. I mean, he's a total dude. They need more dudes like him. He's he's awesome. And yeah, baseball season's winding down before we know it. You know, spring spring seasons are gone in a flash. It seems every time this time of year. So that, he had a great weekend for sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with Justin Williams, uh, head of Oklahoma State's equipment staff for football. I mean, he's an OSU guy through and through. Um, he's just brought. You know, for uniform savants like Justin Southwell and just aficionados like myself who really care about this stuff, you can tell Justin's one of us. Uh, he he certainly knows the history and the traditions of Oklahoma State better than anybody. And he also does a great job at incorporating, you know, modern day, current uh, Oklahoma State happenings like Curse of Cowboys. That didn't exist when Fenimore and them were rocking the stripes on the sleeves. But he's, he's integrated all of it so well that Oklahoma state now wears arguably the best uniforms in college football. And again, I, I cannot tell you Colby, how many times growing up going to OSU football games, I was just sad at the uniform. that they had, they had the the white helmets with the white face mask, boring, look like practice uniforms. They only wore white, orange, white, every home game. And I had to stare up at that helmet on an old press box that was black with a cool white uh, brand on it. And uh it's amazing to see how far they've come just in the last 10, 15 years. So it's a, it's a credit to him. And uh, I know a lot of people don't care about uniforms. I know Colby, you're not as deep in the uniform game as I am, but it's pretty, it's pretty great for people like me in Southwell. So, so hat, hat tip to him and uh, the entire equipment staff.
1: Yeah. I'm not as deep in it as you guys are, but I still appreciate that my university is one of the best nationally, uh, whenever it comes to uniforms, maybe that's why I do take it for granted because it's just, it's been so good for so long. Um, that, yeah, I, I just, I appreciate Oklahoma state's uniforms. I have another bullet to give out Carson. You get out to Oklahoma State women's golf and head coach Greg Robertson, who's now three for three at advancing through regionals. And it was certainly no given this year for Oklahoma State that they would get through. They were kind of one of the bubble teams in their regional. You play well, you get in, you don't, you get bounced. Uh, Oklahoma State played well. Clements Martin, she finishes tied for third at a couple under par. Arena Tanamatsu she finishes solo fifth. Uh, Madison Henson-Tolshar was actually the fourth cowboy in this. She finished fourth on her own team. If that is the case... Oklahoma State women's golf is going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, They finished seven shots back of Pepperdine and SMU, who tied to win the regional. But once again, Greg Robertson and the Oklahoma State Cowgirls are headed to Greyhawk for the national championships. Uh, You play well in stroke play, you get through, you just never know what can happen in match play when a team gets hot. So uh, big shout-out to them because – I don't think early on in this season it maybe necessarily looked like they were going to be there, and they have really rebounded, played some great golf the last few weeks, and now they're headed to Greyhawk once again. So uh, good rally and good performance by them.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Really, really great showing there, and we'll we'll see what they can do in match play. Things get things get weird in match play, um, as, as OSU's has found out on the winning and losing side of things over the years. Uh, anything else, Colby, before we get out of here?
1: Uh, I've got a BB. Do you have a BB? Because I've got one. Oh,
2: I forgot my BB. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm going to give my BB to Sung Yul will Know. And most people <laughs> probably don't know who Sung Yul will Know is, probably don't care who Sung You'll Know is, but I'm watching the AT&T Byron Nelson over here as we're getting started uh, a little while ago. Sung You'll Know is coming up the 18th hole at 10 under par. It is a reachable par five. He needs an eagle to shoot 59. You shoot a 59, you're in the record books forever. Every time anybody else does it, your name pops up on a list. You're in that legendary small, small class of guys who have shot 59 on the PGA Tour. He hits the fairway on the par 518th. His three-wood is kind of borderline. Does he reach the front of the green? Does he not? He lays up from the fairway go be epic go be legendary go try to shoot 59 I'm at his transcript now he's like yeah there wasn't too much win but it was just kind of a borderline number my three wood goes about 265 it was just under 260 I just wanted to play it safe on Thursday make sure I was able to make birdie and not worry about the 59 that is crap go shoot 59 son you'll know I am so disappointed in you
2: how gutless is that that's like punting on third down like you have a chance to be legendary and you just, ah, it's Thursday. I'm just going to grind it into Friday. That's so weak. That's a, that's one of the most worthy BBs I've ever heard.
1: Makes me want to puke.
2: <laughs> have some guts. So- soon you'll know. That's a great name. It's like almost a warning. Although soon you'll know that I'm gutless and won't go for it for 59. <laughs> Good call. Um, my BB is going to go to, uh, jokingly, my dad. He has an unhealthy hate for pistol Pete on the helmet. Uh I texted him when the new uniforms came out and said, What do you think? You know, just there's a lot to get into with that. He's just like, I liked it all except for pistol Pete on the helmet. He just <laughs> sticks to his guns. Give him the brand, which I is worthy of a bullet, saying, Give me the brand. But dad's gotta dad's gotta give it the times. He's gotta he's gotta like uh Curse of Cowboys and and you know what? If you're going to put uh, Pistol Pete on the helmet, Patriot Pete's not so bad. So I'll give my dad a joking, a jokingly awarded BB.
1: Uh, I will say there have been some Pete's that aren't my favorite. Uh, the big mon- monstrosity uh, on the side of the helmet <laughs> Pete wasn't great. But Patriot Pete is nice and clean. Even the little floating Pete head, I don't totally hate. Uh, I don't like going crazy with Pete on the helmet, but I'm good with Pete. So, um, yeah, I, I like the combination of helmets that they're able to Deploy.
2: Do you like the uh Phantom Pete? Because I got some hate on the uh, message boards. People think I'm I'm out of my mind that I don't like Scary Pete slash Phantom Pete.
1: Uh, Phantom Pete's fine. It, it would fall somewhere in the middle for me. I don't dislike it, but I'm not running out to to buy it off the shelves at Chris's.
2: I mean, like he's in this shadow. He has like an orange eye. It's it's right up there with the flaming brand for me in terms of just kind of cheesy logos. It's kind of just kind of corny. So.
1: It may be I, a little cheesy, but but when you can fall back on the curse of cowboys, which me and everyone yeah. else are running to Christmas to scoop up, then you're in you're in pretty good shape. You can experiment a little bit with your pizza. again. I think some of it is just experimentation.
2: Yeah. And like, and it all comes down to preference. Like I liked the badge. You know, most people didn't, It kind of grew on me. I kind of grew to kind of like it, but I certainly understand people that don't like that. So it's just it comes down to personal taste. No, nothing wrong with it, but it appears they did tip their hand on, on, uh, logos moving forward. So Colby, this is fun. Uh, we'll eventually get to the, the Mario Bogan, Kevin Durant game. I kind of tweaked the categories and sent those to you. So eventually we'll get to one of those uh, rewatchables, the Pistols Rewinding podcast soon. But in the meantime, uh, enjoyed this one, and we'll get back with you next week.
1: Yeah, and in the meantime, we've got conference tourneys. We've got regionals for men's golf next week. Uh, softball, get it done this weekend. Big 12 championships, Oklahoma State, Cowgirl, softball. I lost 10 of 12 coming in, Carson. It's a tad bit concerning. Uh, limping into the postseason a bit, but hopefully they can get it done. They've got Kansas this afternoon, so take care of business. Try to get back on a roll as they head into the postseason. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Justin Southwell, for joining us to break down the uniforms uh, and all of us just kind of nerd out about the new combos for a little while. Appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, as always, go Pokes.